Hi everybody and welcome to episode 19 of the GA and Gym podcast. My name is Oshin Quinn and we are back for another one. Um, today we have a guest on, a very good guest at that there. Um, I got to travel up to Monaghan to go and meet Desi Moan. Desi Moan uh, just retired from playing for Monaghan, has been playing since 2004 up until last year. Um, so has a wealth of knowledge and wealth of experience and was a player I loved watching whenever I was growing up. Um, somebody I tried to mirror my game on but then I realised I wasn't quick or fast or really all that good in the ball so it was really more just enjoying watching him but um yeah a brilliant player but also a brilliant guy going up meeting him and chatting him and he gave up his time because he wanted to give some information out there to people listening whether it be young or old so i think that was really nice as well he just had a want to give out some information share his experiences so without further ado episode 19 of the ga and gym podcast is with monaghan's desi moan Desi Moan, welcome to the podcast. I'm not too bad. Um, so before we kind of get chatting to the football, we've been sort of chatting about where we are right now. Um, so we're in like the Ramfit headquarters. If people don't know what that is, describe to them because my mind's kind of been blown open with this stuff. Uh, yeah, it's uh, well, it's the, the it's two boys own it. Um, one was actually my brother John Paul Moan, and then Dermot McArdle, probably two former players at Monaghan. Um, to set up this company, uh, Ramfit. Um, it's, it's a multifunctional tool. It's cross between a, a roller, and then you can do a lot of exercises with it as well. The reason you can do a lot of exercises with it is because it's weighted. There's different weights to it. Um, starts from 5 kg, goes up to 25 kg, 30 kg. Yeah. Um, so it's very good for functional training, um, indoor or outdoor. Yeah, like originally, because I'd always thought that it was nearly more like a balancing or a foam roller. And then like there's one sitting here in front of me that's like 30, 30 40 k, yeah. so you can do presses. <laughs> and it's like what, burpee, ram burpees are doing like the Spartan races. That's like the big one of the big uses for it now at the moment as well. Yeah, so what the two lads have, have got into, or, or this company has, has came to them and seen their product, and now they're... In, they're in a race called the Spartan yeah. uh, Spartan race it's a massive it's, it's worldwide actually and it's especially in America um, and then it's and then there's a new race coming up as well called the Decafit race and then Camp Gladio this is all American based companies um, they've took it on board and they're using it so as part of the Spartan race um, it's called the Spartan Ram Burpee so there's the big lads now uh, would use the would use the 25 kg and then even that there's ladies are i'm noticing they're using it yeah. as well so there's different races in it so there's your, your fight there's a sprint race there's a 10k race there's a 20k race in it um yeah but it's really stuck off there in america and i, I actually use it i've started up fitness classes there and i'm actually using it because it saves me taking kettlebells dumbbells yeah, or barbells barbell or i can do all the movements yeah. with the different weights that's, that that Ram offers. Yeah, I never realised that it, it could do that. I think it's also, I think it's like incredibly random how like a wee, a wee factory in Monaghan Town is supplying like these bigger races all over America. Like how, how random that is. Like yeah, it's it's, pro- it's probably pretty exciting for the two lads. I'd but say but so. John Paul was always in the sales, so I can I can see why um, he, he's got good into these type. Type of companies because yeah. he's good at the talk and he probably never stops talking. But he, he's good at talking. He's good at the sales angle. And uh, you know the Americans are loving it at the minute. Um, and then you've Dermot there. Dermot uh, is mad in the, his fitness uh-huh. as well. So 
he probably comes it's up a good with combination all the, yeah, it's a good combination comes up with all the movements and, and, and different training styles that, that you can yeah. do with it um, it works out it works out brilliant it works out brilliant for me because it's, it's working out good for my classes <laughs> at the minute so it's fantastic you know um, and then they actually make the GP gloves here the Gaelic performance gloves as well yeah, they make, they make the gloves are uh, the GP, the Gaelic performance gloves are so they've got a good combination of with the with the roller and and the gloves. Yeah. Um, the gloves are flying flying out the door as well for them. I remember um, it must have been like 2012, 2013 because I remember I think Michael Murphy was wearing them in the All Ireland. Yeah. And I mean, they were I don't know how I remember, but there was an offer on at the time for like three for twenty twenty pound or twenty euro pairs. Yeah. And um, I think everyone in our club got one. Like <laughs> they were brilliant, like yeah, brilliant gloves. No, no, they're they're flying out the door. You can see. It's like the old blue and pink ones. Yeah, I think they're blue. obviously a bit more advanced yeah, now. Yeah, they've they've moved on. They've um, they kind of look at the, a bit like the American market with the way they take the NFL gloves. Kind of took yeah, taking an NFL glove type uh-huh. just fits on your hand perfect. There, I've been using. I used it last season there, and then he, they're thinking of taking out a summer one there as well. Right. So it it was quite good, but I didn't. I just didn't have the guts to wear it during, yeah. during the heat of the summer. You know, uh, it's um, just not not there, not ready for that yet. No. <laughs> um. So how's retirement been going? Yeah, retirement. I thought it would have been. You know, I thought. Uh, I thought I would have been missing the inter-county season uh, a lot more. Um, I probably have kept myself busy. Mm-hmm. You know, as I said, as I said earlier, um. I've started up my own fitness classes there, which they've kept me very busy there, yeah. and they've been going well. Um, I've actually probably been going to matches. As I, said, I, I went to actually a Derry Down match uh-huh. on a Saturday night, on a cold Saturday night. Myself and Vinnie Corey tipped down. Probably wanted just to pick up ideas of the yeah. how the two different style of managers play play the football. And then I've been taking a Dublin Kerry match, and then obviously I've been going to watch the Monaghan lads. Um, Probably the first match I went to, I said I wasn't going to go to the championship match because I probably yeah. couldn't go stand watch. I'd rather uh-huh. be in playing. But fair enough, I got, I got um, broke into a daisy there. I did a wee bit of radio work for the local station there. They asked me to come down just to do the McKenna Cup final with them. Uh-huh. And funny enough, I just parked the car a good bit away from the stadium because usually I'm, I'm being busted in and left yeah. right to the door. So I found it a wee bit different doing that, but as I was walking into the stadium, I, I definitely felt it was like the weight of the world was off the shoulders, the really? pressure was off, no anxiety, no Could thinking. Enjoy it. No thinking, what am I going to do? What if I make this mistake? Yeah. What if this guy uh, kicks a goal or kicks a goal and three points on me today? No, what's the crowd going to think? Um, you know, that was all taken away from me. Yeah. Although I enjoyed all that aspect of it, I enjoyed the challenge and the pressure, um, but... As I was just as I was just walking in, I just felt there was a spring in my step, and you know, yeah. felt going in with a smile in the in my face, going in to watch Monon play. And you know, that night the uh, the Banty tried a lot of new lads there, which uh-huh. was good to watch. And I kind of, you know, it's not too bad going yeah. watching them. Um, but when I seen probably the the red jersey thrown, I kind of want to be out there as well. And things are getting tight, imagine. same as the Monon Dublin game. You'd love being out in Crow Park, things yeah. like that. There, that's probably what I'm going to probably miss. And things get tight in matches, but days out in Crow Park, you know, there's no better place to play your football than in, in, in a stadium like Crow Park. What's that like, you know, those days in Crook Park? Because you just had some big days there, like, yeah. What what's that like, you know, when you're when you're going up to the stadium, you're driving up in the bus, and you're running out? Like, what's that experience like? Um, it's a. Uh, That's maybe an unprofessional. Yeah. Not putting the phone in <laughs> Apologies. 
Um, I suppose going, I suppose going up to Crow Park, you know, uh, it's an exciting feeling. There's no better feeling. You'd, I tell you, you'd never get sick going up to Crow Park and play. Yeah. You can even see that the last match, Trone and uh, sorry, um, Monaghan and Dublin. <coughs> Um, the, the way the football was played, you can see boys were enjoying being out in Crow Park. Yeah. Um, the experience going up there, you know, into the warm up area, the change rooms, getting to walk out before the match starts, and you know, see what the what the pitch is like, um, and then just looking around the stadium. Yeah. Um, you know, it was it was, it was an awesome feeling. It was a fantastic feeling. Um, just then. Know, put the hairs on the on the, on yeah. the stand on the back of your neck, and you know things like that there. Um, but wearing your wearing your Monaghan jersey, running out in the Crow Park, and your family watching you, it's no, it's no better feeling. I'm sure as well, like because you've, whenever you grow up and you play, like that's the pinnacle, like is going and playing a Crow Park for your own county. Yeah, it must be a, a like, is it weird kind of living that out? Because you always sort of think about it. Um, well, I've probably got a taste for it. I think uh, with my with my primary school girls, I got I had a wee uh, wee. Uh, we had won the we mini sevens bun skull out primary uh-huh. school competition in Monaghan and then we got to go on to Ulster and uh, we got it was like a trial match to get the playing crew park at half yeah. time and lucky enough uh, me and all lad got picked and I was it was the Meath Meath throne semi final uh-huh. um I got to play at half time and that match I have I still have the jersey it was number yeah. nine uh the, the Meath jersey still at home uh, I think I got a taste for that day just just uh, yeah. going up even walking down the noise you've been walking down the noise the people the excitement um, fantastic buzz and I think that's where it just kicked, really kicked in for me yeah it, from that day that was 90 that was 96 so it was so I really got a buzz that yeah. day from it would the uh, like you am I right in saying you've got the All-Ireland semi-final quarter-final uh be Tyrone uh, we got to the quarterfinals a good few times. I suppose with Maliki, we had a lot of quarterfinals, and then we finally got to the semi final against Throne. Um, probably, you know, just very unlucky. I thought that felt that year, you know, the Munnan squad in total, everybody was playing real good football. Yeah. The football was really good, and our confidence were good going into the match. You know, uh, we just lost by a, a Point that day, you know, things just didn't go right for us. It's probably always well with ourselves in throwing. It's yeah. not the most attractive football. I saw Sitford Hat in the matches, it's always very tactical. Forever. And, uh, you know, we didn't, it probably was a bit of regret that we never got into that final. Um, yeah. That day. But, you know, there's no guarantees in sports. You know, you lo- like I always said, if you lose a match, you know, I don't make excuses for losing. You know, uh, we just we just weren't good enough. We just didn't play that well as we could have that day. Yeah. Um, especially the the year that we were having the football that were boys were playing. Um, you know, it's just it's just a pity that we didn't get into that. Final. So it's disappointing looking back on the day, but it's one of them things you just. You don't do it in a day. That's just the way well, it is, isn't that, it? Like? That's why I always am. If you don't do it in a day, well then yeah. you know it's not. You don't. You don't have divine right to get into these finals. You have to play yeah. well in the day, and, that, and that's just the bottom line. Was that the infamous game where Sean Kavanagh dragged? Uh, no, that was back in. Was that the thirteen? That was back in thirteen. Oh, yeah, that was back in thirteen. Uh, that was good? the infamous tackle that Kavanagh uh, made on on, on Manzi that day. Um, Joe wasn't happy about that one. No, <laughs> she's never happy. <laughs> what do you think about like you know when you hear commentators make making comments about players? Like I don't mean specifically Joe Brawley, but I mean you know when you hear it being criticism, like in your mind you like okay, there's a bit of truth to that, or you like what the fuck do you know? Um, I I I suppose 
the, the thing about playing f- well Gaelic or probably any sport, I think that it's good for for you. Anybody's going to listen to this. It's it's good to be get yourself involved in team sports um, or any type of sport because you know you learn how to be resilient. Um, especially well for me, I know o- o- on the pitch, I know um, I suppose you know how to call it sledging and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There, there's a lot of it went on when I was, when I started off. Um, there's a lot of it going on, a lot of off the ball stuff, and I think. Um, over a period of time, you know, you learn a lot through football, through matches, you know, and then when you hear a comment uh, outside the pitch or if a pundit makes a comment about your team or about personally about yourself, you know, I I never I I always talk about the pinch of salt. I never took it serious, you know. Yeah. Um, I always we we you know we have different psychologists down through the years. We had some good ones, and, and I remember just one saying to me. Um, he says, you know, words can't hurt you. I know, and that, yeah. that's you know, if you keep the keep things simple, if you don't overthink things, and if you don't, you know, take things to heart, you know, you know, he he said that simple line to me, and I always took it with me, and I says, sure, listen, if he wants to say it, let him say it. It's not gonna, you shouldn't yeah. let it affect you, and if it affect you, maybe, you know, maybe just get a bit, be a wee bit better in your resilience to what people say to you. Yeah, I think as well, like. From like a club level playing, you obviously get a lot of. I think it's in every area you get the boys in the bar still that maybe yeah. they tell you what you did wrong and stuff. And I, I think whenever you're younger, you you tend to listen to it maybe a wee bit yeah. too much. And as you get older, you know I know like if somebody says something to me and they weren't playing, unless it is something productive, I'll be like, right, I don't really care what you're saying. But if it's if it's people that's on the pitch with you or the management, you take it on board yeah. because they understand what's actually going on. But it's anyone could sit from the sideline and make yeah. a, a comment or a call, but it's a different story when you're actually down there on the pitch. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I suppose, listen, that's part and parcel of the sport in general, especially with probably Gaelic football, yeah. uh, the bar school talk. Um, you know, you just have to learn over, over years. And as, I suppose you, as you get older, you learn to, as you said there, you learn to block it out. You know, you, bl- you learn to block the negativity that's, uh, that's sur- uh, surrounding the comments that's coming towards you. Um, and you just have to let it go over your head, and you just, you just have to smile and, and agree with them when they're saying it. Yeah. Um, but I think that that's all part of growing up, and that's all part of learning how how to deal with them situations. Um, lucky enough, I never let it affect me. It never bothered me, and I, I was lucky enough that way. Yeah, you're probably fortunate as well that you're kind of you're coming. You finished up whenever social media became so big, and. Now anybody is like a pundit <laughs> and anyone could can say anything, you know. Very different now for players where yeah. like you could go on Twitter and anybody could write anything about you like. Yeah, well that's that's the thing now. Uh funny enough when I retired when I made my announcement uh, just <coughs> before Christmas, I got I got a lot of nice things said on the on, on the social media. So I was lucky enough, you know, yeah. as you said, the social media's got a lot bigger now and you know, people are quick quick to say comment on matches and, and mm-hmm. give their views um, I know listen it's tough uh, and it's probably not easy for young lads or anybody you know if they're going to read it um, it's not going to be easy for them to read that um, especially the way social media is now everybody's a so everybody's a pundit and everybody's writing yeah. and, and their views um, I was probably lucky enough that way I've probably taught myself not to look at that stuff especially during championship time mm-hmm. um, all all I would have been focused on is getting that win and how I was going to mark my man that's all I cared about you know Outside, you can't you can't control what's happening outside yeah. um, of of the pitch, but you can control what's happening inside the dressing rooms and control what's happening on the pitch that day. So I think it's very important for, for young lads. You know, you can't control that, but on game day and coming up to it, leagues waiting up to your important matches, you can control that. You know, if you if you're listening to the boys 
and bar stools or people um making these comments or looking at well, well you can control that don't be in that situation don't put yourself in that situation and you'll be you'll do, you'll do just fine yeah i think it's obviously something that takes a bit of time to develop and, and get but it's i'd say as you've went on in your career you've got obviously a lot better from the first day you went out and played doing that oh yeah definitely i, m- I remember going on to the county thing i think it was just turning 19 at the time with, with this with this asked on to it you know and we did okay that year we got to the under 21 Ulster final and then we were a few of us were asked then to the senior setup after and I think the following year 2004 you'd you'd, you'd beaten Arm you'd beaten Armagh had won the they'd won the All-Ireland 2003 mm-hmm. and Monaghan came and beat them in 2004 and you know you probably as a young lad after beating them and then you're walking around the town and people are clapping your back and stuff things are great and then you're out the next day and you lost against down in, in the yeah. semi-final and then you've seen people torn on doing yeah. you know you weren't so good things like that there so over a period of time you start you learn you know you learn how to deal with it you learn how to deal with it and, and if you win it's no big deal you know you just yeah. you just prepare for the for the next for the next match you know at the end of the day, you're not winning a title. If you win your championship match, you, you just want to get get into that final or 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 put put your best foot forward. You know. Yeah. So, what led to the retirement then? Um, I suppose I, I probably looked at my. Uh, probably the big thing is um, injury wise. I was a hundred percent. I was lucky enough over the years and and had never any hip problems or hamstrings or grinds only only injury I had it was actually towards the end of my career when I broke my hand uh-huh. in a club league match and then I probably went back a wee bit too early I bro- actually broke it against Derry in a Mechanic Cup semi-final right. um, that was that was that was in 16 uh-huh. so I did that in 16 and we broke it in 17 and then I was out for three months and and um, I kind of that was only big injuries but then uh, Probably last year, you know, I was chatting to different boys, boys that were tired, and, and, and then I hear down the line, five or six, ten years down, boys were getting hip operations, mm-hmm. injuries, you know. And I probably I didn't want to go down that route of uh-huh. having them issues, you know. Um, I kind of always kept myself in, in, in good shape and looked after myself well. So I probably I thought it was the right time. And I probably there's a lot of young lads coming through in the modern panel as well. And I probably thought, listen, um, Probably could have went another year. Probably could have went another year, but you know, it's probably you have to give other young lads a chance as well. Yeah. There's no point maybe me coming on if I, if I was starting or not starting, or maybe me coming on in matches. You know, um, just look look at my age profile. I says there's no point me because there's young lads deserve yeah. a chance to come on, and probably the way Kilherbert finished last year as well, winning the championship. Nice you know, way to. You no, know, it was a nice way to finish it off. Yeah, uh, I think it was a nice way just to pull the pin as well, winning the club another club championship. How do you, how do you like deal with the thought that what if Monaghan won lost the championship this year? Like, is that good? Oh, there's head? a, there's a very like, good chance as well. Where uh, you're like, I do I want another run at that there? Yeah. Do I want another bite at it? Or do you just have to be like, I'm content with where I'm oh, no, with listen, I've done now? I always say any decision to make, I make sure I'm content with it and, and I'm happy with it. And you no, know, I'd love to see Monaghan win another yeah. win another Ulster <coughs> win another Ulster title. It it would be great and go further on. Um but there's a team. There's 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 new management in there, and they wanted you know they they wanted to put their own authority on on a new squad of players there as well. Um, you know I'd be just I'd be delighted if Monon yeah. turn around and win another Ulster. So it's it's only good it's only good for Monon football. I have 
nephews now, nieces and nephews, you know, um, they they now they're hitting six, seven, eight, nine, and ten years of age. You know, they were coming along to the morning matches, and mm-hmm. it's great for them, and and it takes them on as well because they want to yeah. they want to play football. Well, hopefully down the line they'll be playing football, but they want to play football, and that's what you want young young kids seeing one and doing well, and you you need that conveyor belt of young people coming through. Yeah, and um, I think like. You made your debut in 2004, is that correct? 2004, yeah. 2004, I did my homework. <laughs> um, to stay like rel- like injury-free, relatively injury-free in that time is impressive. What was your kind of like training week like? Because you obviously must have done a bit of stuff yourself, or do you think you were just lucky? Uh, no, I, I, I definitely am a firm believer. Um, I know you, you go to your, your, your training session on a Tuesday and Friday night, but I, I still don't believe that's enough. Mm-hmm. For, for especially for young lads even coming up uh, even when you're still playing no matter if in your 20s or 30s uh, you still have to do your bit yeah. on your own j- during the week if you get if that's an extra session an extra two sessions in um, I always felt playing a match on, on a Sunday you want to recover as quick as you can because you don't want to be going in the train on a Tuesday night fatigued yeah. and maybe it takes you half an hour to get going you know you want to be ready to go on, uh, on that you know 8 o'clock on the dot um, and I also probably thought over the winter time as well. You know, I I was never in the in the mindset oh, have a good off season. No, mm-hmm. I always kept training over off season. So when I was coming back from off season, you know, I wasn't I wasn't in a slogger match. It didn't take yeah. me two or three months to go back to fitness again. And I always thought I never picked up any injuries during that yeah. off, like off season. Your body was constantly and moving. Yeah, you know, pre season. You know, <clears throat> My body was my body was relatively in good enough shape, so I always I thought that was a big you know it's like as I always say keep things simple you don't you know yeah if you go back to training and you're slogging you know um, it's going to be hard on your body and it's to do that year after year after year the you stop know, start of it like the stop start of it, it w- would take a toll on the body but if you weren't to do that you know your body's used to it your body's conditioned to it and uh, I always find that helped that an awful lot yeah like I know. Like myself, like I'll always train as soon as the season finishes. You just you just keep training, just because it's kind of part of your everyday. Yeah. I think you're either you can be one of them people that you just train normally. But you see, I think some lads it'll just take a big break. Yeah, I think it nearly does the opposite of of Mickey. Mickey yeah. better if anything, as you say, like that stop start. You do nothing and then go and do a pile of stuff. Yeah, your chance of injury goes up massively. Well, I de- I, de- I definitely give myself t- two weeks off. Yeah, this this is my thing. I'm not saying it's the right or wrong thing. I I don't have a bible on it, but. It, I did what works for my. Well, I did work for my body. Um, I t- I take a two week break as soon as the football's over. I, d- I definitely would take two week downtime mm-hmm. of no training whatsoever. Yeah. You know, just relax and <clears throat> do your things or or do, stay away from training of, of any type. And then after the two weeks, I, d- I just gradually get back into yeah. it. And and that's the way I. Not saying it's it's the right thing to do or Works the wrong thing to do, but it's what I always say: do what's right for your body, do what works yeah. for you, and and that's. You always have to find out, you know, what that type of training suits you in the gym or outside things uh-huh. like that. There, you know. And um, so, if you were doing your two or three pitch sessions with Monaghan, would you have been doing two or three gym sessions, or what would your kind of schedule have been like? You know, say in those last couple of years you were playing. Uh, I suppose the last couple of years, um, you know, lucky enough, I'm a look. No, you're lucky enough. Um, I'm a PE teacher in, in Largy College in, Cl- in Clonus there, and uh, the principal was uh, very, very good and accommodating of letting um, 
us t- the school the, the P department changed around the gym facility. Yeah. And it, um, and it was fantastic for the kids as well because we made it more into a functional gym. Yeah. Easy for kids to use. And you know, it was probably was a good way for me as well, to like get my recovery and, and then do my extra sessions. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I'd I'd always mix it up. I just you know, it just wasn't all, always about lifting. You know, I always would try and incorporate skills in as well. Yeah. In between, you know, if you're if you're doing a bit of lifting, you know, I always try and have a Gaelic football. Yeah. Up in the gym and work on your, on your left and right and your. your it's interesting you, you say that because I was up, I was telling you I was up at Ulster Rugby yeah. the other week and in their gym they have a big massive space in the middle where. Like they have the racks all around the side, so they'll do the strength work and then they maybe come in and they'll do some sort of skill yeah, work, whether yeah. it be passing think, or like yeah. working on a tackle or something. Yeah, sometimes I think a lot, a lot of S and C or or um, I know there's a lot of stuff as you you're saying earlier with so much social media and so much things going up on that um, about lifting and see how big you can lift and yeah. all that. I think you know, it's always important, you know. At the end of the day, Gaelic football is about skill. No, yeah, it really is. Is about skill, and if you can incorporate a couple more sessions in a week, be out in a pitch session, or else if you're in the gym, if you want to get yourself bigger or whatever, but it does no harm taking a Gaelic football or your, or your Horley or your Slitter up or your tennis ball, working your coordination, or, or uh, take it up in the gym. You know, working your fist pass and left and right, and working your kick pass and left and right up against the wall. It's the thing when you're when you're learning football when you're growing up. You know, yeah. you're right. And when your parents tell you go outside and play, you grab the ball and you, you practice with your left and right foot up against the wall. Yeah. There's no difference in doing that in the gym. And I always, re- I really took it into took it into my gym sessions actually, especially last. You know, you're always trying to find different ways. How can you right, next year when you come back o- off season? How can you, yeah, improve, can you improve? What what you can improve on? You know. Yeah, I think that's um that's interesting. Like I think the thing with the gym too is this kind of taken me a long time to realize that. I'm doing the gym to complement playing football, not two separate things. Yeah. I think a lot of times you, when you try and do them separately, they take one from the other. Um, whereas like this season, probably last season, the focus of my gym work is it's trying to keep me injury free and trying to make me a wee bit faster, a wee bit stronger on the ball. But if it starts to take away from that there, like, yeah. kind of like you're saying, or if it starts to overtake it, it's probably not going to be, it's probably going to be a disadvantage of anything. Yeah. Just trying to learn that balance, I think, isn't it? Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely, I, I def- it definitely is trying to get that balance right. Um, so you don't, like you don't uh, not do your skills as well. And just, you know, you can't keep going into the gym. Well, my thinking is you can't keep going in the gym and keep lifting and lifting and lifting. Because uh, I think your body just gets too used to it, and then when you go out on the pitch, you know, yeah. I don't think your body would react, be reacting quick or reacting mm-hmm. right to it. So I, th- I think it's important if you do go into the gym, is is uh, be adaptive. You know, mm-hmm. I think Gaelic football and is is a unique sport. You know, uh, not taken away from any other sports. You know, I, I enjoy all sports, but you know, nearly every specific other sport. You know, if you're a player, you have a specific role, and you're kind of that's your role in Gaelic football. You have to be good at your skills. You have to be yeah. good at be athletic. You have to be strong. Your your agility wise has to be good. You know, you have so many different things you're, yeah. you're trying to improve on in Gaelic football. Uh, the other sports, I'm not saying rugby. You know, rugby American football is just like not everybody has to a kick lot of it. athleticism. Not everybody has to throw it. Not everybody yeah. has the specific roles on that on that team. Um, in Gaelic football, you have many different roles. You know, you have a cornerback expected yeah. to score now. 
you've corner forward has to tackle back and get back up the pitch. You know, you, there's really no break in Gaelic football. I don't know. You know, you've, you're in. I do like my American sports now, and you, you, I've been to American football matches and basketballs, and they do get their recovery time period in yeah. the, during the matches. And, and Gaelic football, um, you don't really, you know. So you have to be mindful of that. Yeah, I think um, I think we're only kind of getting to learn about strength and conditioning with Gaelic now. You know, within the past couple of years, people are starting to learn what we should be doing, what we shouldn't be doing, because it's such a, like, it's a new sport for strength yeah. and conditioning, and you're sort of drawing things from AFL, but they're still learning too, you know, I think. Um, we're still very much in the early stages of knowing strength and conditioning. One thing, like, I try and do is not say, this is the way to do it, or this isn't, because it changes that much. Like, you know, a couple of years, you might say, doing squats and deadlifts is actually terrible, and... <laughs> We don't know. We can make a good guess it's not the case, but um, I think, as you say, you have to be open to different ideas and different ways of doing things to kind of progress on further. Yeah, well, that, that's it too. You look at basketball now, basketball, everybody's looking at basketball yeah. now because of their movement and you know, <coughs> coaching and coaching will be over the basketball teams in the school there, and I can see there is there is a good correlation there between the two sports of basketball and, and, mm -hmm. and Gaelic football because there is a lot of movement in basketball. Um that's, that's you know again that's just being adaptive. Can you, can you look at other sports that's gonna yeah, draw something from it? Yeah, it's gonna help your your football career. Um, mm. you know, and I think that's that's the, that's that's very important as well for young young lads coming up. You know, look at other sports and you know, see what you can take from it, and see you know NFL. You look at their feet work. You know, how oh, yeah. can you improve your feet work? It's you know the the, the size of some of the NFL players and the speed the way they that, can move. The way crazy. they can move their their feet. You know. It's, simple things like that there you know again a lot of people put stuff up on, on, the, on the media and you have to do this you know to keep it simple is, is the best way to, to go yeah. forward you know um, it must be kind of interesting for you like thinking back in 2004 when you came into now like what's the difference in terms of the training strength condition all that like um, well, is it completely different yeah well back when I was uh Back when I came in at the start, there's no strength and condition really whatsoever. Yeah. I think myself and Vinny Corey would go in, would go into the gym, and we'd have no program, no nothing. But uh -huh. we just would, we would just start lifting because yeah. we knew we, you know, two of us probably wanted to uh, further on a career, inter county career. You uh -huh. know, we got the buzz from from minor level and and with our club as well because we'd won a few titles in in uh, club football and minors and then Ulster as well and. Uh, we got, uh, I got a taste for it again. I got a taste for it, and I, I just wanted it to keep it going. And you know, I knew coming in the senior, I knew I needed to get bigger. Um, you know, and that was just I took upon myself just going into the gym. Yeah. Again, I did a, tried did a bit of research. What could I do, or what lessons? You know, I probably when I was in there at start 18, 19, 20, it's I can probably being doing everything completely wrong. Um, but the difference is now is. You have these development squads. Yeah. You know, you have strength and conditioning coaches. Uh, I know what money in there. They have a great setup there. I, you know, um, you know, they have a strength and conditioning coach in there now. But that the, the, the balls had a, a lad in there. Um, so when then boys are coming, at, sorry, when they're 14, 15, 16, you know, they've been pr taught the proper techniques, yeah. which is massive to young lads nowadays. Um, and now when they come into like they're on their twenties or the senior setup, you know. They're conditioned enough, you know. I think to play straight away. Probably maybe put a bit of weight, bit more weight, step, things like that there. But you know, they're ready to come in to know how to do yeah. things properly in the gym. Um, I know last year uh, when we were down just prepping before we went to train, sometimes the, the young lads would be in 
and you could see their movement. You see, you know, they're, they're doing things yeah. right, and that's the difference between when I was growing up and it, it is now. Um, I was probably looking at Arnold Schwarzenegger or something like yeah, that. See what t- see what tips I could get. Uh, that's right. Kind of was look different. Just to trying yeah. to pick up tips and things like that. Um, but lucky enough, you know, I, I always said it kind of stood to us, stood to me doing that, you know, because um, yeah, I was fit. Then I was really fit for senior football, you know. Yeah, it's crazy, like because we've I started our dairy under 15s in the past couple of weeks in the gym. So like just going over the basic movements and um, I think back, you know, whenever, like I was in the gym at that time because my brothers had brought me into the gym, but other people would never have done anything like that. Whereas these lads now will get this year of going through all those basic movements, will be able to progress them on pretty quickly. They go into 16s, progress on further, and then they're at 17s. Like at the minor level, we have, um, we had a couple of lads at the start of the year, we were able to bench like 100K for three reps and they're 17. <laughs> It's like you'd be you'd be happy if you're a senior player yeah, doing you'd be that. Happy day. if you're a senior player if you're but doing a max those, rep. Those young lads now are just yeah. they've got so much development over the years, and I think just coaching as well improves too. So it is going to be interesting to see how all them development squads and those players turn out over the next kind of five ten years. Yeah, like. it's, it's it's probably just it's probably it's like getting them all them players through. That's going to be yeah. You're hopeful that a lot of them players are going to come through now. I suppose I suppose especially from Munnan, you hope all them young lads. Yeah. But you can see with Munnan winning there. Or 17s their last two years in a row, so it is you know it seems to be working for Munnan and you know hopefully they can progress it on. Hopefully not at the expense of dairy now. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the things I wanted to chat about was your diet. I remember watching a game. I think you might have been playing Donegal, and one of the commentators said that before a game you ate uh, porridge and strawberries. Oh. <laughs> And for, for about a solid two months, I had porridge and strawberries <laughs> before a game. Is was there any truth to that there, or was he just chatting shit? No, no, that was my, that was my, that was my, was fear. that was my, uh, that was uh, how you would eat before matches, stuff like that, that are relentlessly. Um, again, uh, nutrition, I, it's, uh, I really got big into nutrition, especially over the last decade or so. Um, you know, I do you think it's 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 very important, or else you're you're some lucky lads, you can eat what you want and then yeah. still play away, but. I do still think nutrition is is uh, has an important role to play, mm-hmm. especially with y- y- younger lads. Um, you know, teaching them th- the wrongs and rights of eating. You know, I always say when you go into a shopping center, you know, to your right you have all your good food, and to your left you have all your processed, mm-hmm. you yeah. have all your packaged food. So it's r- making that right decision of what aisle you want to go down. Do you want to yeah. go down the, the the nice one with all the uh, with all the good food, or do you want to go down? the bad one with all the processed food yeah. and different stuff like that there. Um, Nutrition-wise, uh, well, I got into bacon, you know, making your own, your uh-huh. own protein balls, your banana bread, stuff like that there. What I would have done now, what I've done this last, especially, uh, we would have got a good uh, couple of nutritionists in. Uh, we've got really two good ones in there this last few years or uh, learned a lot from. Um what I would have done nutrition-wise, uh, I would have actually cooked a lot at home mm-hmm. and only topped up in the hotel. Um, when yes. I was going away, I would have baked a good bit and took the food with me. Uh-huh. So what if I was snacking, I wasn't going down you to, the, to a local shop, shop or something, yeah. in, in, the vill- in, the, in the town where the hotel were staying and buying stuff. You know, uh, I had it with me in, in my gear bag and I just took it out snacking-wise. Uh-huh. Uh, before championship matches, I would, I would have cooked maybe a nice breakfast at home um, and then went into the hotel and just topped up that I, that I wasn't uh, overeating 
Um, I know they're all about this carb loading. Mm-hmm. What I've learned was maybe on a Thursday, start to just pr- wee bit carb more, and then you don't carb load on the day, obviously, or, or Saturday, yeah. you don't have to big carb loads. It's no, everything's bit by bit, you know, yeah. so your body can manage. And again, you know, your body reacts in, in different ways. Uh, simple example, for whatever reason, I used to always eat pasta and stuff, and sometimes I just didn't feel good eating, mm-hmm. eating pasta. And, and you know, something that I learned, I stopped it straight away. Uh, and I always felt better for not eating it before matches, whatever. I know, I'm not too sure if that's yeah, that it, it worked for me or not, but I, I just find myself that it did work for me. Um, th- it's just simple things, finding out foods, what, the what dislikes works for you, and what like. works for you and what, what type of foods, you know? Yeah, I think even like testing that at training, you know, testing out meals, because yeah. like I, I know myself sometimes certain meals just won't sit right with you, but um, I do think like nutrition is one of the things you can have. You can write out the best structure, but yeah. ultimately it does depend on you. Like, yeah. and I was chatting to uh, Conor McCann was one of the first I had in the podcast, and he was saying, you know, like he would like a meal nearly one hour out from a game. I'm, I'm pretty sure he said that, and like I would nearly prefer a, g- or a meal maybe four hours out. You know, and other people maybe prefer to be a bit further, be a bit closer. Like I think everyone's different, but it takes time to you have to kind of work out what works for you, don't you? Yeah, f- funny enough, I think, uh, <coughs> Mike, we were sitting down. 2018, we played. I think we played Tyrone and down in Oma in the uh-huh. championship match in 2018. It was, and we we're sitting down there in the dress rooms. And I always took the small benches in every dress. But I don't know why. It's just the thing I had. It's just thing I like yeah. to do. Just kind of like my own space. And and funny enough, Maliki work was just sitting beside me, and he says, "Just what have what have you, what have you? How how can you control your your nerves? What 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 have you done?" Um, what have you learned? I says the only thing I've learned is I can I can I can eat before matches now. <laughs> That's the only thing I've done over the last decade that I can learn how to eat properly before yeah. matches. I can um, control that. I can control that. Um, exactly yeah. all that type of stuff is it's hard to control. Um, but uh, you know that's just something you learn over the years. What's what's good to eat? What's not yeah. good to eat? Um, so would you have had like a specific time like would you want to meal three hours out from a game or would you have been even as tight in that? I'd. Simple as this. I'd, I'd have a nice. Bre- I'd get up at, say, you, you, your championship match is usually at, at two o'clock or at half two. I get up uh, early that morning, about nine o'clock. Have a real good breakfast. Get me porridge in me. Get me eggs or all your avocado. Just have a nice normal breakfast yeah. as, uh, as if you would. And then I just top it up. Um, I just top it up at the hotel with spelt bread and soup. And yeah. a bit of fruit and that's that's me ready to go and some beetroot juice yeah that was uh so i found substitute fatigue and seemingly but no that's what worked for me yeah. uh that's what i found worked for me and i was happy to go with that so you're talking t- maybe half 11 12 o'clock uh that's the last time i would yeah that I, that, that i would snack that'd be a light meal oh yeah but that, yeah. again you're not load you're not loading up for match you know mm-hmm. you're not loading up at half 11 12 o'clock yeah. You know, you're still, you yeah. know, you know, the time you get to the pitch and the time you get to dress rooms and pitch, you know, you don't feel bloated, you don't feel full. Yeah. You know, you, you feel you're ready to go. Yeah. And then kind of like day to day, is it just, like, do you have a normal enough diet or are you vegan or anything no. like that there? Or? No, I, I suppose, again, it's been adaptive and, and this saying, saying what's about, saying what's good. Um, no, I definitely would have, I'd, take, I'd make my own lunch. I'd say <coughs> I'd do my own, I would have done it my own baking lot I, any food I was taking I was nearly it was all done yeah. I was doing all the cooking I just learned um, and, and, and the baking as well so I, I would have my snacks you know I knew I knew what uh, I think it's important don't 
don't get bogged down on your calories and stuff like that uh-huh. there because I know that, um, there's a couple of apps out there I know people get too bogged down yeah. and, you know, for the overeat, undereat stuff like that there I think um, if you get used to what you're making and you know what's going into it the food quality yeah and the, your, your yeah. food quality that's going into that that's 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 a hundred percent you know i think that all these calorie counting and other things like that there when you're training hard in championship season journey during you know the weight's yeah. gonna the weight's gonna yeah, fall off you anyway and it's not gonna affect you you're gonna be you need the extra calories as well um, yeah, during that training season if it's coming from good quality food as well that makes such a difference oh, as well, it like. makes a massive if you're, you're eating good quality food yeah no, you can nearly eat you know, your vegetables, your good proteins, all that. If you're eating quality food, you know that's not you know that can only be a good thing for your body. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. I suppose now, kind of, whenever you you sit and look back and think back to your debut, if you're going to give advice to yourself back then on your first day. Would you give yourself any advice, or would you just say? Don't be, a, don't be a cocky young fella. I think <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna uh, light up the lights. And, and I, I remember playing against Carlo. That was my first, that was my first match. It was a national league. I think we were, we had revision two B. It was down in Carlo. I was given the nod by Colm Kyle. I was nineteen, and I did not have a good first half. Uh-huh. I think I was whipped off at half time. I got a bollocking at half time. I remember getting an eight at half time, and I remember John Paul beside me. Uh, the brother he says you deserve that. <laughs> I was I was half forward at the time, um, and ever since that match, I kind of learned, uh, you know, how to you know how to approach things properly. Um, you know, basically, don't be a young fellow coming in think you're going to shoot up the lights yeah. and things like that. There, uh, really tune in and really focus in on what your manager's saying, and you know, and you're surrounding yourself with the right people and the good, listen to the what people are saying to you inside yeah. your dress rooms. Um, but again, it's a, that's just that's just a learning process. So it is. Um, that's just over a period of time uh, buying into what. In fairness, kind of when Colm and the backroom team come in that time, they're trying to change things within the morning setup. You know, mm-hmm. those. Um, we went on training camps back then as well right. to Portugal. Probably we were probably the first to go. Yeah. Um. You know, and you learned definitely learned a lot from that. You know, um, we went for five days. You know, you're up, getting your breakfast. Going out to training session, back to sleep, maybe get a gym session in, get your get your food, back to sleep, then out doing another pitch session. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, I, I was only nine. I think it was yeah, I was nineteen at the time, and you learned a, you learned a lot in them training camps. Yeah. Um, there, I think them training camps were very valuable. I think I went four in total. Uh, very valuable at the time. Uh, I thought, especially when you're a bit younger as well. Especially like. when you're a bit younger and you're you're being open up to all this tip, different type of training and yeah. what what can you achieve by doing it? If you do things right, um, what can be achieved by doing it? Yeah, and any any regrets looking back on kind of your career plan for Monaghan anyway? Um, no, I do, I no. When you look back, I don't I don't I t- I try not look back with regrets. As I said, probably at the start, if you lose a match, well then yeah. Maybe you didn't play that well that day, or you you, you did you you weren't motoring good that day. Um, it's the, the only small probably small regret is not getting into that not getting into that final. Um, yes, you'd love more titles, you'd love more ulcer, ulcer medals in your, in your back pocket, but it doesn't work out that way. Um, I enjoy, no, I enjoyed every moment playing for one, and any young lad that's coming up, I know that at the minute there's. Uh, I think there's a time pundits were saying there's a lot of pressure on the county footballers and a lot of people were saying it's not enjoyable going down but there's one thing I did there's one thing I did 
with Planet Money and I enjoyed every moment of it. Yeah. Um, you know, going to training, um, being in um, championship matches, being under pressure, and things going going weren't going so well. Um, you know, and then pressure moments, digging your team out, stuff like that. There, it's, that's all enjoyable. And yeah. I remember I was in. I had to go to London to do a, a college year in London, you know, I was still travelling back from London, you know, travelling back on a Thursday, flying back on a Sunday. Yeah. No, it's definitely no regrets doing that either. It's something we end up winning the Ulster Championship in 2013 that year, you know. Is it worth every minute of it it's then? Absolutely. So any young lad that's coming up, you know, it's it's definitely, if you're really into your football and you love putting on your club or your inter-county jersey, you know, it's it's a great thing to do and you, you'll, all, you'll always have great memories from it. Yeah. And then you've had some pretty good years too at club level, like you're still obviously playing club for the foreseeable anyway. Yeah, l- l- lucky enough, um, uh, last year we won the club championship and that, that's, that was my seventh club championship. Um, and Does it get boring after that many? No, because you were trying to, you <laughs> always loved it, trying to win, a, trying to win an Ulster title, uh, but we just haven't got, to, we haven't broke through in that yet and it's, uh, we got beat last year in, in the semi-final. This is nearly the third or fourth semi-final we've got, we've got beat in. Um, no, it's you know that's where you got your, that's where you got your graph for it. It's through your club. Yeah. Um, I've really had good managers from juvenile levels right up to senior. Uh, at the senior level, uh, the club football is always enjoyable, especially if you come back off a bad season from your other county, get, get back into your club. Yeah. Uh, it has been fantastic, and in fairness, Kilherbert. Over the last uh, lack of years, have put in a lot of development work around 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 the pitch. You know, we've a new pitch now, we've a running track. The gym's up and going. Three G just up the road from the pitch. You know, it's Seems, uh, it's really is a, a, a great setup. Yeah. You know, you've you've <coughs> a physio room there with your ice baths and stuff like that. There, your cryo spa. So it's all within the club, like oh, you know, and that that's, that's can beat that, like no, you, you can't. And probably winning your championships only a bonus because yeah. young lads see you winning championships. And it's one thing I'm noticing without in the club, they're all down the pitch, they're in the gym or out kicking ball, and yeah. it's it's great to see, you know. Yeah, definitely. Um, I always finish this here with like a quick fire round. Yeah. When I say quick fire, you can spend as long as you want on the <laughs> question, but um, first one probably a tough one for you because you've had a lot of good ones, but your best GEA moment. Oh, uh, well, I, n- I never, I never really put it down to. My best G G A moment. Um, I have had a lot in between winning with my county teammates and my club teammates. But I always thought it was always nice uh, to play in Crow Park with my brother John Paul. Yeah. Like, and them um, carry battles them times when we were put in and we were in the full back line on on the Gooch and Kieran Tony at the at the time. Yeah. Uh, I always thought there were nice moments and there's there was a nice picture when a photographer got actually two of us going off of the ball. I think it, uh, he was punching the ball, and you can see the ball just dented in against. I think it was Kieran Donny or Tom, uh, Tony Walsh. Tan is yeah. you know moments like that. There, you know, it's 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 nice to say that you play with your brother on Crow Park, which is yeah. All. You sit back and think about it too. Yeah. You probably forget it sometimes as oh, well. Oh, you do. Yeah, you probably forget it because you're you're in this yeah. bubble and and you just want to. And with football, you just want to keep winning as much as you can, yeah. and keep playing, and keep winning as much as you can. And kind of when probably when you're sitting back, it's they're they're, they're nice memories to have, nice moments. You know, as I said, winning stuff is fantastic. But just moments like that there is nice as also equally as yeah. nice. Yeah. I only shared with someone so close to you, like. On the flip then, uh the worst moment. Uh well it was nearly my worst moment when I nearly finished playing for one without scoring a goal, but lucky enough I got a Seriously? I, I got a goal for uh 
for them in 2018 and was off me weaker foot. So I was looking, <laughs> that Jesus. could have, that could have been the worst moment of of, of my career. That would have been <laughs> only one goal in your whole goal, time in 2004. One one goal, plenty of points, but th- just one goal. Just wasn't I always let, I always let it off. I always it was a team player that let That's it off. That's what I always <laughs> tell myself as well. <laughs> um, hardest opponent you marked? Uh, listen. I would always ask that question. I would probably never answer because I was still playing. Probably not still playing. I don't mind as much now. Do you want to give any mind games away? Yeah, <laughs> you, always, you always don't give them mind games away. Um, listen, there's been, there's been loads. You know, you, you'd like to Benny Coulter. He was always hard to mark. We'll say he was always yeah. looking to get goals. No, that's nearly the worst players. You had Paddy Bradley and you, you, you had the good... Brendan Devaney. Um, Paddy Bradley was good in his day. Like, oh, he was. It? Yeah, he was. He had a good left peg on him, and he could with his movement. And, and, his, yeah. and you know, we'd all them players. They're all, they're all hard to mark. I never wanted to admit it, admit it at the time, but yeah. uh, all them players. You know, you're always keeping your toes. That's that's. Were you nearly always given like the, the man marker? Yeah, job at on that, the back kinda... then, yeah, it was the man marker role. So that's why you're probably going in with <clears> pressure. <laughs> That you don't want to get a roast, and or else you, uh, the yeah. pundits will be falls out. on you. Yeah, the falls on me. The pundits will be out for you. Yeah. Um, after a win, what was the best kind of party in session, or any that you can bring to mind? Uh, it was probably when the manager lets you out any time after <laughs> <laughs> a couple of league matches. Is is, is the nights out are always great. I have to uh, say. Uh, but I suppose probably one of the, the ones mainly probably with Monon. Um, was uh, 2013 uh, for so long 25 25 years the last yeah. time they won it and just to see the crowd the people the town that night uh, the crowds that come out was unbelievable and you just everybody was just happy you know yeah. everybody you know what you did for the people of Munnan that day was to have that said that you done that for the people of Munnan with the, the, the team that you had was quality it was fantastic yeah. and then final one we kind of probably already touched on this but if you're giving any advice to any young lads listening any young girls whoever it is what would it be yeah well just any <coughs> young lads and young ladies are, are going to tune into this is uh, you know sport's not easy there's no question about it there's probably more bad days than good days but when the good days come around that they, they definitely they definitely really make up for, for, from them bad days Um Enjoy every moment because it's it's only a small part of your life. You know, realistically, it's, you might be able to only give ten years short or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I was lucky enough I got to give sixteen years towards one, and but that's something I enjoyed. Uh, and never listened to any negative talk. And it's it's always important to surround yourself with good people. Um, I think once you surround yourself with good people and you're taking on good advice on board, uh, that's always key to keep your interest in sport, whatever whatever sport you go down, whatever route you go down, or. Um, I, th- I think it's important um, to just to block out any negativity and to surround yourself with good people. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. Desi, thank you very much for yeah, giving us your time. 100%. Thanks for coming on.